Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Rolling with the Coles. It is Danielle. This is Joe. And we are back with another episode. We're super, super um, excited that y'all are still rocking with us. Just to kind of cover all of, all of, oh, whoa. Can't get my words out today. <laughs> Just to make sure we're getting all our basics out the way. If you have questions, if you have feedback for us, feel free to email us at rollingwiththecoles at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook or like our page on Facebook at Rolling With The Coles, all one word together, or you can search it as individual words if you want to be grammar, grammarly. Is that a word? Grammarly? grammatically there we go grammatically that's the wrong person i was like yeah (laughs) grammatically correct um so if you you can't spell that though i can (laughs) look here i may not have been a spelling bee champion but i can spell some words i know my sat words even though i didn't take sat as an ac anywho (laughs) anywho um follow us and like our page on facebook like i said we coming with instagram shortly but just bear with us I already manage like five Instagram pages, so I gotta get my life together first. She's and then a, she's a tech lady. I just I just I just get on the podcast. He just here so he don't get fired. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I do all the work. I'm just kidding. Um, all right, so we're gonna get into our first segment, which is rolling the dice. And you all know that rolling the dice is where we choose random questions to start the show. And right now we are playing a game of pick your poison. Pick your poison. Um, and so you want to go first or you want me to go first? I'll go first. All right. Read so first. we get we both uh, grab two random cards out the box. And it's kind of like um, you pretty much pick between two cards, which one you, which you ready to do. Yeah, like would you rather? Yeah. Okay, so my card says, have a random citizen selected as the world's all-powerful ruler. And says only be able to poop from the side of a bill like a bird. <laughs> On the side of a bill? Only be able to poop from the oh, side sorry, of from a the side of, of, of a, a bill like a bird. Like a bird. Well we already got a random citizen selected yeah, as the world's all powerful ruler. Oh Jesus. Oh, so uh I'm just gonna be poop from the side of a bird. Some <laughs> side of a building. Yeah, we already got Trump. Yeah, we don't so, need no uh, more that. Nah. So make sure y'all go out and vote. Shameless plug. Make sure y'all get registered. If you just turn eighteen and you listen to this um be better than us but also uh go out and vote get registered if you are turning 18 before november register to vote all right um so my two are would i rather only be able to speak in a sultry overtly sexual voice or have sex with my significant other's father so Bye. that is <laughs> not okay because joe's father has gone on to be with the lord so that's sick if i chose that so i would rather to only be able to speak in a sultry overly sexual voice yeah. <laughs> all the time joe would probably be jealous because then that would mean i'll be talking to everybody that way be like hey da- hey sir he'd be like hold on that's, that's, this car? that's how she talks so please don't take it personal bro you want your ass put these cards over there <laughs> all right <laughs> Um, all right, so we're going to move into our next segment, which is the road trip. Um, and so today's main topic, uh, Bay, you want to introduce it since it was your idea? Yeah, so um, the topic was we're going to talk about the the George Floyd um, thing that's going on in Minneapolis. Uh, so if people don't know, um, uh, he, he passed away because uh, from his police brutality. Um, so the story of what story I've been hearing so far is that 
um, I guess he went grocery shopping. He was actually from Houston, so he was visiting family um, in Minneapolis. So he went to the grocery store, and I guess the police, I guess they called the police on him because uh, they say he wrote a forged, uh, wrote a bad check. So, which wasn't true. So, I guess um, police got there. He's inside his car already. Police asked him to step out of his car, and then they put a handcuff on him and then just. And just um, I probably threw him to the ground, and, and then we got the we have four cops on him, and and one cop was um, putting his knee in, in his uh, neck, and uh, it's just uh, it just makes you sick think about that people can just be that cruel to to people just because of uh, the color of their skin, and I just thought it was important to even to bring the topic up to. To see how like the black community is is, hate, is hurting right now, uh, sure. we might we might not know him personally, but just see that people can just be that nasty to you is just you know it's disgusting and yeah. So I know that like um, the videos have been surfacing on social media. So if you um, have seen those videos, then you already know kind of what we're talking about. Or even if you haven't seen the videos, maybe you've seen the news reports or other people just have been posting like, you know, just hashtag justice for um, George Floyd. Uh, and I want to say he's like in his 40s, I think. Please. 47, something like that. 43. Yeah, 46, I think it was. Something like that. Honestly, Feels, if you yeah, literally just you know, Google George Floyd, all of the news articles and stuff and videos and all that will come up. So if you haven't heard about it, read up on it. Um, I'm not going to encourage you to watch the video unless that's the life you choose to live. But if you don't, no big deal. If you read the article, you can kind of get a gist of what the um, situation was. And so uh, Joe and I wanted to just kind of talk about a little bit, like how that obviously impacts not only um, us as African-Americans, but just, um, I mean, even Joe is like a man, a black man growing up in America, living in America, raising a black son. So like that's a huge thing that like um, I think is super important for us to really talk about and think about right now uh, with everything that's going on. A lot of people talk about how, well, slavery was so many moons ago, but it's the the racism that came with slavery is still alive and well today. So um if you feel as if racism doesn't exist currently, then you are clearly living in a bubble. You are clearly living in a bubble and you've been in quarantine longer than March. So I feel like um, you've been in quarantine all your life um, because it is very prevalent. It is more noticeable. Shoot. I feel like now than what, it was. What did Disney watch say? He said racism has gone away. It's just being filmed. Is that what he said? Probably. Yeah. And, which is very valid. Like it hasn't gone away. It's just people being now, filmed. People now just filming and Yep. The messed up part is about it is even when they're being filmed, they're still getting away with it. Yep. All, all they did with these four cops, they fired them. Okay, what else? Here's my thing. If you knew that your cops, like as the state of Minneapolis or the city, or I'm sorry, this, the state of Minneapolis, the city <laughs> of Minneapolis, I know my geography, y'all. The city of Minneapolis or the state of Minnesota, like they fired these dudes so quick. Cool. This is literally a slap on the wrist because you've taken somebody's life away, but yet you still out here living your life, like. And one of the cops, it's not even the first time him getting in trouble. He's been in trouble two other times before this. He's been in some other shit already. So it's like kind of like, at what point is it going to be enough of enough hashtags of justice for fill in the blank? Like, at what point is it going to be enough of 
um, white officers killing black men specifically, but black people in general, because it, obviously men, women aren't excluded from that equation either. And so it's just like, it's kind of ridiculous. So like, Bay, I kind of wanted to actually like, as a black man, when you see these things come up on social media, on the news, listen to the radio, whatever, or just people, you know, talk about it in conversation. Like, what do you, what do you, what kind of goes through your mind? Like when you be seeing these things or hearing about these things, just like as a black man, like what are the things that you be thinking about? Oh, well, first, like I said, it really does just make me sick. And um, sometimes it's, it's a scary thing. I mean, just to be a black, a black man in, uh, in uh, America, because, um, you know, people know I'm a, I'm a truck driver, so I probably deal with the police more times than I should. <laughs> yeah. And um, if you just catch one cop, just that's you know you get put into a way station, and you catch a cop that who was having a bad day, and you'll never know how uh, how far he's willing to take it. I mean, uh, having a CDL and have your own truck, I mean, they can, you know, some of these racist cops, they can take your CDL from you, or rack up thousands of dollars of, of fines to you for something they made up. You can say that, oh, uh, you got early care or this and that. Oh, you have the right paperwork today. I mean, these are thousands of fines. They can, they can literally put you out of business. But um, definitely, uh, I, I remember... What's a CDL for you? What's oh, a CDL for people who don't Commercial know? driver license, sorry. Yeah, so he mentioned he's a truck driver. So a CDL is the license that you need in order to drive commercial vehicles. So like semi-trucks right so um i remember a few times just like really like just like sweating and praying about when i got pulled over a few times that you know that nothing will happen because this you know it's just you just never know what's what what kind of cop you want to get look here i pray every time i get pulled over the last time when i had that speeding ticket earlier this year i was headed to church for something it was like a Saturday or a Sunday. I can't remember what day. I want to say it was a Saturday. But I was headed to the church for something that we were having. And I had to stop at Gordon Foods on Telegraph and get something before I went to the church. And so, you know, how I drive a little, little Speedy Gonzalez over here. So I'm on my way to the drive Gordon Foods. Shut up. Everybody calls my car a go-kart because I drive a Kia Soul. But, hey, this Kia Soul is perfect, Mm-hmm. Um, so I was on my way to Gordon Foods and this cop pulled me over in Taylor. And I the as long as I've been living here for three years now, the only cops that ever pulled me over are the Taylor police. Yeah. Taylor just like me. I don't know why. But anywho, so this particular um day, like I said, I was like I was in a rush, so I was speeding for sure. I get you. Um, but he pulled me over. He's like, ma'am, you know, I put you over. I'm like, yeah. He's like, uh, where you headed? I'm like, well, I was headed to the grocery store because I'm headed to my church after this. And, um, they were like, oh, well, you need to slow down. Da, da, da. And this had to be like 730 in the morning. It was early. It was mad early. So I'm like, all right, whatever, bro. So, um, I immediately, like, soon as I like am in my car, first I'd be praying because I don't want a ticket. Because look here, I hate giving the city of whoever any of my money, any of it. So anytime I get pulled over, I'd be like, Lord, please don't let me get a ticket. Lord, please don't let me get a ticket. Jesus, Jesus, please. <laughs> and, uh, but more importantly, I'd be praying for my life because I'm like, you just never know what tip people be on. Like cops get out of their cars 
I mean, shoot, I hope at 7.30 in the morning you ain't pissed off already. Like, ain't much been popping since then. But you don't know how long they've been on the shift. You don't know what they had going through their head. You don't know if they just flat out racist and don't like black people and are just waiting for the first one that they can antagonize. Like, you just don't know. So I just be praying like, Lord Jesus, please don't let this cop try nothing stupid. God, I would love to see tomorrow. So just let me live another day, Jesus. I'd rather take the ticket if it's going to be the ticket or my life. Pay me. Mm-hmm. Give me the ticket, bro. I will pay you gladly. Um, but that'd be like the first thing. I immediately get like butterflies in my stomach and my heart be beating yeah. fast. I start sweating a little bit. Palms be sweating. I be anxious and nervous, trying to stay still at the same time because I don't need them saying that I was breaching for nothing nope. but a license and registration. <laughs> okay. So that's it. But I get nervous too. I, I'm part of like a, of a, uh, a black um, uh, truck driving group on Facebook. And so a lot of the a lot of truck drivers they're starting to carry uh carry guns with them on on the road because you know just the case we have not, not even just cops it can be anybody you Regular know niggas. you see people outside <laughs> now just um what happened recently uh like the guy who was jogging he was just minding his own business I mean walking walking jogging mm-hmm. the neighborhood and and they they killed him for for no reason and let's be very clear about Ahmad those were civilians retired or not you're a civilian now so it's not your job to take matters into your own hands and take someone's life because you felt threatened your job was to call the police the active duty police officers now granted we don't know if they would have handled situations any differently to be honest but that's not your responsibility if let me go walking around in our neighborhood and say I'm gonna take matters into my own hands. Best believe my ass is grass. Okay, I'm <laughs> locked up behind bars immediately. <laughs> okay, it ain't gonna be no. We'll wait for your trial. You could be out on parole. No, you took the life. You're done for. So let's just make the record clear. At the end of the day, I just feel like I feel like it's it's hard enough just being black in America without police brutality. Mm-hmm. Shoot, you can get racism thrown at you any kind of way it don't even the police don't even have to be a part of that for you to feel like you're an eyeball in america like for you to feel like your life is not valued in america the police don't have really have to do much for you to feel like that like even in just your day-to-day like it's not every day that we interact with the police officers but we still experience stuff where it's kind of like you doing that shit because i'm black okay keep trying it (laughs) keep trying it i might just give you a little taste of your own medicine like have, you know, have you ever experienced any racism at work? I, I mean, I've for sure had moments where I was like, is this because I'm black? <laughs> like, you know, I for sure had those moments where like, you know, I'm I'm so I'm somebody who I'm very open with ethnicity conversations. Like I'm very open. I mean, honestly, I'm very open about a lot of conversations, ethnicity, religion, poli- political beliefs, all that stuff. Like, but the here's the thing. A lot of people, a lot of people outside of the black community are not comfortable with talking to black people about the black community. So like, whereas I feel like black people, well, I won't say that. I'm just going to speak for myself. I feel like I'm very comfortable with like white people, Asian people, Indian people, whoever, right? Like I feel like I'm very comfortable with other people talking about their ethnicities, but I don't always feel like I get that reciprocated. Like I don't feel, I feel like people sometimes walk on eggshells or they kind of be like, 
what can I say? What can I not say? All I'm going to say is you better not say the N-word, okay? That's <laughs> what I'm going to say. Like, go on the record. Can I, can I say it? No, you no. can't. <laughs> no, you cannot. I love you, but you better not. And you better, you definitely better not catch me here. Like, let me catch you saying it. Let me catch you. I'm going to correct you real quick. Real quick. Um, But... And that's a whole nother conversation for like why and why can we say it, but y'all can't. We talk about that another day. But anywho, um, yeah, it's for sure moments. Like I remember when I first came to my job, um, I remember being there and I remember like feeling like, man, at the time I was the only black girl, I was the only black person on my team at the time when I first started. At quick, at mm, I'm going uh, when I first started quicking, I was only black person, like it is what it is. That's the fact. Like, well, it's 17,000 of you guys, so. I mean, yeah, it's 17,000 people at the company, and it was back then when I started. But also, granted, I've been at the company to be five years in December. But when I first started, I was the only black person on my team. Um, not in the and when I say the only black person on my team, when I first started on my current team, I was the only black person, I put it that way. So, on my current team, not on my old team. So, for people who know me. QL, I love y'all. Shout out to QL because I love my employer. But I'm just gonna say my my truth. So I remember that um a conversation that me and a couple other people on my team had, we actually were preparing to do a diversity training. So I work in our HR department. Um, and we were preparing to do a diversity training. We were trying to make it some like revamps and stuff to it, and we were doing like a practice version of the class. And so in that class, we try to be very honest because as a trainer, you're going to get some very, like, I can't tell my participants and my students, you know, what they can and cannot say, like, uh, actually, we're not going to go down that route today. Like, I can't tell them that. So, like, in that, like, practice one, we give you the honest truth. Like, I'm telling you my, 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 my life. And so, like, I remember we were talking about it. And one of and one of the activities that we did was basically where you go and you stand under how you identify. And so my top three identifiers usually are always woman, black and Christian, because I'm like, those are the first things that I think about. I'm always going to pick Christianity because that's my foundation. That's my faith. But I'm like, after that, the next thing about me is you're going to know that I am a black woman period. So, um, so every now and then I throw in millennial, depending on the day, if I really feel like getting into the ethnic conversation, but if not, or, but if I do feel like getting into that conversation, I will choose black women. So anywho, so I remember one of the things that we talked about as far as like being a professional and in the workplace and all that stuff, I mentioned how, like when I was in college, I used to never wear my hair natural. Like, and when I say wear my hair natural, like in its natural state, meaning like, just wash curly, which if you see me right now, is in its natural state. So it is. Shut up. Barely combed. I'm just kidding. No, it's combed out. But it is in its natural, like poofy, curly state, like it's in a puff. But like when I was in college, and I was broke in college, but I always kept a press and comb and a flatter in my room. And I always made sure my hair was straightened when I went to job interviews because I was like, I don't need them to say nothing about. How I look is the reason why I didn't get the job. Well, are you going to be professional, ma'am? And da, da, da. Look, my my appearance has nothing to do with my ability to get my job done. I'm like, y'all niggas hard? No, I, that's not how I interview. <laughs> See, he worked in a whole different industry. <laughs> Corporate America is a little bit different from the truck industry. They can be a little bit more frank, not in interviews, but they can be a little bit more frank in general in their conversations. And granted, QL is a little free. We can We have real conversations, whatever. But it, there is still a level of professionalism, which I feel like in truck driving, because it is a solo gig, 
you can kind of do what you want. Not do what you want, but say what you want. I put it that way. At least to yourself, for sure. Um, whereas I walk around a little bit with a filter, like I walk around a little bit with a filter and like, we've been talking conversations about like how sometimes we'll code switch and it's not even out of like, at this point, it's just like second nature. It's not even like I'm intentionally planning to code switch or like intentionally planning to change the way that I talk. It just, it's like a switch. It just turns on. And I'm like, hi, how are you? My name is Danielle. How can I help you today? Like, that's what I mean by code switching versus if I, if I'm at home, I answer the phone, like my mom called me or something. I'm like, hey mom, what's up? What up, mom? Like, I'm not going to answer, obviously, that with a client. Like, I'm not going to be like, hey, hey, John, what's up? Like, I'm just, unless I like, am super cool. Now, there are some people at the company that I talk to on the phone. If, and if I see their name come up, I'm like, okay, I know I can talk to this person this way. But those are very limited number of people. Like my supervisor, if she caught my leader, if she calls me, like if Julie calls me, I'm be like, hey, Julie, what's up? Right. Or if like somebody on my team calls me. But if it's somebody outside of my team, for the most part, with the exception of, again, a couple of people, for the most part, I'm going to be very professional on the phone, even if I've worked with them in the past. But that's just me feeling like as a black person, I have to keep a certain level of professionalism that I feel like is a little bit higher not to say that I'm more professional than other people, but I just feel like I have to hold myself to a certain standard because I don't ever want somebody to kind of be like, see, I told you, I knew it. What, 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 what do we expect from the black girl? Like, we know she was going to pop off. We knew she was going to get ratchet. Like, even that, there was a point where I told one of my supervisors at the time, um, who's not my supervisor anymore, but I told one of my supervisors at the time, I was like, I feel like, I just feel like it's very difficult to be a young black girl in corporate America. And this is not an exception to, this is not just limited to Quicken. This is conversations that I've had with friends that work at other Fortune 500 companies, other corporate American, com- corporate American companies that feel kind of my same sentiment of being like a young millennial black girl in corporate America where that's not the common person. That's not the cookie cutter that's who we want to hire person um when you think when you look at us so it's like you definitely you you see the looks you hear the comments every time I like change my hair or do something different or I want to you know I'm don't, I'm, I don't even wear hoop earrings to work because I feel like babe you know I love my big ratchet, ratchet, ratchet hoops and he hates them, but I love them. But I only wear them when I'm like out with people that are like my friends, my family, stuff like that. But at work, you will never catch me wearing them. So like one of the first things that I did when I start making like pretty decent money is I went and bought me these earrings that I wear almost days, which is these basic studs. But I mean, granted, I love my studs, don't get me wrong. But I, that was one of the reasons why I got them too, because I was like, it's, it's neutral, it's standard, it's cool, it's nothing super attention grabbing extra over the top i'm like and it don't say that it doesn't scream black girl like it just screams woman basically don't scream ratchet shut up shut up um but what is like the some of the like experiences that you had while being a truck driver like i said granted it's a solo gig but i'm sure you still experience it from like people that you work with like the companies that you be dropping off and stuff too um it's definitely it definitely can be um kind of rough um even with my current job now um I'm not gonna put my name out their name out though but <laughs> I feel like as I was, I'm, Come the, find us. I'm, I'm the only I'm the only black guy I was the only black uh, driver for a while. out of ten out of ten drivers 
there. And and it's Sterling Heights, which is not the most black area either. Yeah. So <laughs> I feel like uh, a lot of my coworkers tend to try to kind of pick at me sometimes, try to get a reaction on me by just kind of pushing my buttons and stuff like that. And and I, I'm pretty I'm pretty calm guy. I really don't. I laugh a lot of things off. I really don't. Um, uh, you know, get give you the the mad nigga syndrome that <laughs> that people be getting. So I mean, yeah, I might go, I might talk about you when I get in the truck <laughs> when I get in the truck. But I, I am pretty um pretty um just chill for the most part. But it's a lot of things they do that really do get under my skin, and um they uh, they try to find you know I I got a couple coworkers that um. They'll pick at you about your religion. They'll pick at you, you know, saying this and this and that. And um, I have some coworkers that will. They put Trump supporters. Oh on yeah, their we have yeah we have a lot of <laughs> Trump supporters there. So somebody even tell me that shit, I'll be like, I'll, I'll talk to you later, John. it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, but I mean, I've been honestly, I've been, I've been um. I've been blessed enough to not really experience too much. Like my friend, my friend, uh, Eric. I'm gonna tell. Well, I, I, I guess I can tell a story. So um, he had gotten to. Um, Eric is a pretty common name, so you know. Yeah. Eric got Eric had gotten to an accident where his uh, when his tires that came off the truck, or popped the tire popped or something like that, and the tire came off the truck, something like that. And uh, I guess I guess the um, oh he must I think he bumped into a car or something something like that can't remember what the story was but guy got out of got guy got out of his truck out of his car and calling air all kind of um, niggers and all kind of stuff it was I don't I mean I understand he was mad but geez just Eric said, oh, of course he was got out of his car and called him all kind of names. Cussing at him and better him than me, cause I would have been like Eric stayed in his car. All right, Eric stayed in stayed in the truck. I got some choice words for you too, bruh. Yeah, but <laughs> so I mean, like I said, I've been thankful. I, I mean, I, I've I've gotten a couple experience too, where I used to team drive for a little while, and uh, we had, team driving. Team is. driving is when you, when it's two drivers inside of a truck, and you guys are driving continuously. Switch off. Yep. So uh, we had, we was in the middle we was in the middle of nowhere. We was hungry. We probably been driving. All day when I need, and who's that piece? Who's that Pizza Hut? Yeah, that's who's that. I remember. I always remember this. Who's that Pizza Hut? And so we get in there, uh, and first one almost trying to serve us. He was coming up right behind us, and they getting seats and this and that. I'm like, all right, well, all right, Pizza Hut, take my business elsewhere. Right. But there was nothing where else we can go, so we was hungry. So we was like, damn, we going so, to Caesars. They so, always selling. So we uh we um they finally got us in our seats or whatever. Then. We couldn't get no silverware. I was like, yeah, tripping, man. No refills. And then it just kept it just kept going down the hill from there. I was like, let's just pay this stuff and get out of here. Then then they like they didn't want to you know take take the payments like that. Like keep putting putting people in front of us. I'm like, all right, I'm not gonna pay nothing. Walk up out of here. That's cool with me too. So, like I said, I, I've been lucky not to experience too much uh, racist stuff out there. Like uh, how some people. Do. Yeah. So, um, I remember when the very first time that I felt like somebody was racist towards me. Now, in the moment, I didn't realize it because I was in, like, middle school. But 
I later learned that it was technically racism. So when I was in middle school, I started to go to a like more of a mixed school. So like K through four, kindergarten through fourth grade, I was at a predominantly, not predominantly, it was an all black school. Shout out to Ross Hill Academy. Okay. All black school. So then fifth grade, um, Ross Hill Academy for kindergarten and a couple other grades. And then I went to Emerson, which is also a DPS school, which was basically all black. And then I went to middle school in Redford Union School District. And so my middle school was Pearson Educational Center. And um, I started there in fifth grade. And it was pretty mixed. It was like a good mix of kids. It probably was like 50-50 black, 50-50 white, or 50% black, 50% black, white. And then my middle school turned into an alternative education school, which felt like a little racist because... Who was at the alternative education school? Mostly black kids. Okay. Um, but anywho, that happened. So then we had to go, the rest of us that were not technically in the alternative education part had to go to Hilbert Middle School for eighth grade. So I ended up going to Hilbert. A lot of kids ended up not going and started to go to other schools or whatever. But I went to Hilbert and Hilbert was probably like, I would say Hilbert was more like 25, 75. So like 25% black, 75% white. And so all of my friends in middle school, because I got a whole new set of friends in eighth grade, all of my friends in eighth grade were basically white. And so I remember it was me and three other white girls. I ain't gonna name them, but it was me and three other white girls who were friends. And we were like thickest thieves in high or in eighth grade. So we was cool. We would hang out with each other. We try to go hang out with each other on weekends. But then I realized that I always had to go to their houses and they would never be able to come to mine. And when it hit me was my birthday. So my birthday's in January in the wintertime. So my birthday, which I was used to people flaking growing up on my birthday parties because it was in January and the people could always be like, it's snowing outside. My mom said it's too bad out. We can't come. My dad is not going to drive me in the snow. Yada, yada. It was always some like BS excuse, right? So my birthday comes. My friend comes over for my birthday. It was a sleepover. Everybody could stay but her. My one white friend that showed up couldn't stay so I'm like why you can't stay why you can't stay and I want to stay because she used to do like dance and stuff in middle school like she went to like a dance like extracurricular dance school or whatever um she, I think her mom was like oh she has a dance practice or something tomorrow morning blah, blah, blah. like it, it was some BS excuse again so I was like oh, okay like so in that moment I didn't realize it but looking back I was like oh that was low-key some racist stuff like because I could always come over her house which that now looking back, I'm like, I'm kind of shocked that like I could go over there, but she couldn't come over to mine. But I don't know what the hell scenario was. But anywho, and she was the only child. So I really feel like her parents were just like, you can't, no, you can't go anywhere really. But anywho, so that was that. So that was like the first time. And then the second time that I vividly remember experiencing racism as a kid, this was like the worst, was when I went to Six Flags with my like program that I was in, which I was in this all black Leaders of Tomorrow program for um, high school students. So we went to Georgia, went to the Six Flags in Atlanta. And when we got there, we were getting, it was like the end, but we were there around like Halloween time or like, it was like, yeah, it was like Halloween time. So we get there, we were, we stop at like this little place to grab some food or whatever. It's me and like three other people or two or three other people. So we stop and get something to eat. So I pay with cash. Um, wait, we wait, we all waiting for our food, all waiting for our food. Other people done came and ordered their stuff. Da, da, da. Next thing I know, this guy comes up to me who works there and was like, excuse me, um, 
the money you gave us was counterfeit. I'm like, the money I gave y'all was counterfeit. How was it counterfeit? It's like, they were like, well, this 20 is not real. I'm like, and you got it from me. All these people wait for their food and then pay after me. You know for a fact you got the $20 from me. So I'm like, I don't understand what the issue is. They're like, we can't give you your food. And I'm like, at this point, I don't even want my food from y'all because this is low-key racist. I'm like, I feel like y'all singled me out. And they're like, well, other people, there were other African-American people in the line as well. Yeah, but y'all went for the one that they ain't had no parent with them because I'm a teenager and y'all feel like y'all can just kind of bully me essentially. So at this point, I'm like, frustrated as heck because I'm like what am I supposed to do they're like well you can't leave we gotta call security da 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 and I'm just like oh over $20 y'all calling security over $20 I have other money but I'm not giving it to y'all so I was like this is some BS so I'm trying to figure out too because all the money that I had my mom worked for the IRS before she retired so all the money that I had came to my mom my mom only goes to one credit union and has been going to the same credit union since I've been born it is a federal credit union. You mean to tell me the federal government is giving off fake $20 bills? So I'm like telling them, they're like, where did you get this from? And I'm like, I got it from my mother who works for the IRS, who gets all of her money from the like from the credit union. And I know she had gave that money to me from the credit union because we went to the credit union to get it. So I had spending money for my vacate my trip for this group. So finally, um, my uncle, who at the time was just my mentor, but now I just kind of, kind of call him my uncle, whatever, because it's just like a lifelong friend, family member, whatever. He comes up, because I call him. I'm like, they're telling me they got to call the police or what, not the police, but like security, because they said I had to counterfeit $20 and yada, yada, yada. So he comes up and he's like, what's the issue? Now, mind you, my uncle is about 6'4", big old black dude. So they looking like, oh, shit, we done messed up. <laughs> And my uncle is super educated, got a master's degree in engineering, has worked for DTE, had worked for DTE for like 25 years and was still working for DTE at the time. But he's like, DTE is our energy company in Michigan, by the way, um, or in Detroit. And so he walks up, he's like, what's the problem? They sort it out. My uncle also banks with that same credit union and obviously knows that my mom banks there too. So it's just kind of like, he's like, what's the issue? What's the problem? Da, da, da. Now we have just patronized your business with about 400 kids from all over the United States. And you mean to tell me you really bought the fret over this $20 bill and called the police? So they sorted that whole situation out. Michael was like, just so you know, don't ever come back here in your entire black life. Don't come back. And from that day to this one, I have yet to return to Six Flags of Georgia or Atlanta or whatever city is in. And I will never go and my children will never go and we will never go as a family. And I will tell any and everybody, don't you ever patronize the business. So block me if you want to. Six Flags of Georgia. I don't care because I ain't coming. And don't ask for no sponsorship on the show. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, but that was like the worst one. And that's when I was like, okay, America is really jacked up because y'all over here mad over $20 when I paid more money to even get into the park. So, you know, it was what it was. But like I said, that was when I was like, I cried that night because I was like, I called my mom like, I just don't understand why they would pick me. And she kind of had to explain a little bit like, that's the world that we live in, unfortunately. That's America for you. So you don't owe nobody nothing and don't nobody in this world owe you nothing. So you just better do the best that you can as a civil human being and, hey, stay prayed up because you're going to need much of it. But that was like my whole little experience with racism. 
at a young age. And from that moment forward, I was like, yeah, this world owes me nothing. They ain't got nothing for me but some lies. So it is what it is. Um, But that was what we wanted to talk about today, basically, our topic around racism in America, things that we've experienced um, both on the corporate side and in the trucking industry and just in life in general. So um, we're going to get into our last segment, which is the pit stop. And this is where we basically recommend anything that we've tried or been to, visited, experienced in the last, I don't know, couple of days, weeks, maybe, depending on how often we uh, <laughs> we try different things. Um, so our recommend, recommend, recommendation it's late, y'all. Our recommendation um, for today's episode, Bay, you want to do the honors? Um, we're going to go with Fossil, the Fossil store. Uh, we went to uh, Columbus um, yesterday. And, uh, you know, most stores were still closed there, of course. And, um, but they had like everything was 70%, well, not everything, but a lot of things was 70% off. So uh, I walked out, they were like two, like really two new watches. Really nice watch for like ninety bucks. Yep, it was like forty five dollars a piece or something like that. Yeah, when they read the originally was one hundred fifty dollars, one hundred fifty six dollars. I'm like, ooh. Yeah. I walked out with a brand new bag. We isn't it? We cleaned up in there. Yeah. So Fossil has always been my watch of choice. Um, you can say that I put you hit to Fossil Bay. Would you Would you agree with that statement? Nah. He just doesn't want to admit it, but I definitely put him hit to Fossil. Um, not that he didn't know about it, but he definitely wasn't shopping there. No. Um, so, yeah, Fossil has always been my watch of choice when I got into watches, mm, I would say maybe four or five years ago. That's how I buy watches every four years. And that's watch. all I get from him now. <laughs> not all I get, I'm just kidding, y'all. But that's always a part of the gifts, basically, is what I feel like. I feel like the. No, you didn't give me one for Christmas this year. No, I just switched it up. No, yes, you did. Or did you get it for my, my birthday? The, the brown one, uh, or no, the gold one. Yeah, the um, rose gold one. Yeah, that's Christmas. Yeah, so I did get a fossil watch for Christmas <laughs> again. Um, the year before, I got a brown one. That's when you got the brown one. So I got a brown one, and then I got a rose gold one. I gotta switch it up a little bit. But I love fossil watches. And the year before, you got me along with the brown one. You got me the black purse, which is a fossil bag. All right. So fossil is wow, it's a great buy, brand. I, I love it. Too much stuff. Um, but I do need to eventually, not eventually, I am going to cheat on Fossil a little bit because I still got this Chanel gift card back. Oh, yeah. And I need to go ahead and just, I was trying to wait till the outlet open back up so I can go to Great Lakes because they got an outlet, Chanel outlet out there. But anywho, Fossil, if you like watches, if you enjoy a nice leather, um, bag, uh, and a nice watch that's like not super expensive but still great quality they have both leather and other brands they got smart watches all kinds of stuff um check them out uh fossil.com is their website but their outlets are even better because there's always a sale at their outlets like every outlet that i've ever been to a fossil has always had some type of sale going on but the one that they got going on right now in columbus is fire Mm-hmm. So that's what we wanted to recommend to y'all. Um, like Joe said, he got two watches and a bag. So catch him outside when outside open back up with his nice watches and his backpack. And my shoes. <laughs> oh yeah, we stopped at the Adidas store too. No, we didn't. That was famous footwear. Famous footwear. Adidas store was closed. Well, you got two pairs of Adidas though. Um, but yeah, so that's what we wanted to recommend to y'all. So check out Fossil. Um, if they got sales going on, definitely check them out. Um, even if they don't, it's still not a bad price for a watch. Nope. And uh, 
yeah, that's that's all we've pretty much been up to. So again, make sure that y'all are friends with us and following us on social media platforms. So on Facebook, you can find our Facebook page at Rolling with the Coles. And if you have any questions for us, topic suggestions, um, game suggestions that you want us to play, um, questions that you have for us, things you want us to discuss, feel Spon- free. Sponsorships. We need, we need some money. I'm dead. We Paul. We not Paul. I'm not claiming that. Uh-uh. We are abundant life, okay? Um, but uh, we, we just got enough money. No, we ain't got just enough. We are climbing higher and higher, day by day, making more money with the Lord. I, okay. Um. So, anyway, so, yeah. So, yeah, sponsorships, too. So, if you're interested in being advertised or wanting to advertise your business um, through our platform, feel free to connect with us via email, rollingwiththecoles at gmail.com. That's R-O-L-L-I-N-G with the coals on or uh, at gmail.com. So feel free to email us or message us on Facebook and we'll oh, get back with you. I hope they get rolling. I mean, some people, they, you know, they might expect that we do it ratchetly, you know, R-O-L-L-I-N. That's with not, the coals. That's not a bad idea. With the coals. <laughs> <laughs> rolling with the coals. No, we're proper over here. Rolling with the coals um, at gmail.com is where you can reach us. Outside of that, uh, it's been real, y'all. And until next time. Peace. Peace.